Well, hello there, and welcome to episode one of Halo the Master Brief podcast. That was perfect. Except for you got to say the Master Brief podcast a little less disgusted sounding. <laughs> what? Master, master Brief? The Master okay, Brief again. podcast. Let me try it again. You got the well, one. Well, hello, hello there. there. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I got it right that time. Well, hello there, and welcome to episode one of the Master Brief podcast. I thought it sounded official. This is episode one of the podcast, and it is a doozy, as this week we experience what everyone has dubbed Halo's Judgment Day. But before we get into all the news, I want to thank you for dropping in to check out the podcast. My name is War, and I'm joined by fellow Spartans Conquest. Hey, hey. And Famine. What up? Now that we got the introductions out of the way, we're going to get right into the news, since as I mentioned, it was Halo's Judgment Day this week. We'll start off with the September update. Did either of you take a look at any of the stuff 343 released this week? I I briefly looked at some of the things that 343 had on their uh, their update list. I'll tell you what, it's not looking looking promising for Halo. Okay, so for those who haven't checked it out yet, we're going to go through it step by step. I know Conquest hasn't looked into it yet, so we'll get his natural reaction. So we'll start with Halo Infinite, because there was news for Halo Infinite and the MCC this week. But we'll start with Halo Infinite, and we'll start with Update 1, quote-unquote, the winter update, which will last from November 8th to March 7th. The first tick on the on the thing they showed there was the Forge beta. I don't know why they're calling it a beta still. I, I thought we were already in beta and, you know, people had access to it. I don't know why they're waiting until November 8th to release it to everybody when it's technically already in beta. And I also, I still think it's a mistake to call it Forge based on the vast overhaul that it was. It's not just a map builder anymore. It seems like there's AI and there's, it's almost like it's different tier. They should have named it something else because I don't think just saying Forge is going to bring people back to the game and get excited for it. Yeah, Forge definitely does not do it justice. The amount of things that you can do in this new system is absolutely ridiculous. You can make basically your own game in the Spartan universe with that, with this basically engine that they give you yeah. to play with. Now, with that said, I'm not a big fan of just renaming things to rename them to make it like, oh... That was Bungie's thing. Now it's 343. It's the same exact mode, but we named it our thing, which we'll get into that on a few things later that bug me. But I think this is the one thing that they've done different enough that if you want to get people excited about it, you don't name it something that released in 2007 with Halo 3, which was, you know, bare minimum map builder. You want to get people excited, name it something cool and have people come back. Number two for the September update. You have Campaign Network, Co-op, and Mission Replay. Mission Replay should have been there from the start. It's unbelievable it wasn't there. Absolutely agree. Campaign Network and Co-op, honestly, at this point in the game's life, is anyone really going to go back and play it? Like, maybe way down the line, people are playing Co-op? I would probably give the Network Co-op a play. The terrible thing, though, is the split-screen Co-op. They did announce that they are just completely getting rid of the split-screen co-op, not even on the docket anymore. They're not going to go for it. Which, once again, it might just be... I know it it means a lot to a lot of people. To me, at this point, I don't care about it. It honestly just feels like something people want because it's always been there, but I don't know really how many people are utilizing it anymore. Do either of you ever use split-screen co-op? No. No. Not not since Halo 2. That's (laughs) 2005. Yeah. Me too. Now that said, when my son gets older, I would I would love to play with him. But it, does it have to be split screen? At this point, you can play Halo on the cloud on your phone. Give them a phone and play it on there. You know what I mean? Like there's other ways. You don't need to buy two Xboxes to play Halo over network anymore. There are ways around it. I don't think we need to be, if it's going to be detrimental to the game and take this much time away from them when they clearly need all the time that they have with this game, you don't need that stuff. We're living in the past. Number three, uh, there's a free 30-tier battle pass coming on November 8th. The reason they gave for going into this 30-tier battle pass was they're working on kind of an overhaul of the XP system. So they're not, they wanted to test it out. So they're going to start doing match XP system essentially the same way. It sounded like they were going to aim for getting match XP to reward how well you play. So you'll get XP for how well you personally do, how much you play, etc. It's not going to replace the challenge system, but it aims to be 
be the main method to progress through the battle pass, which it should have been to start with. It should rely on solely doing challenges. Yeah. And yeah, and I think since they're they said they're since they're not certain that they're going to 100% nail that system right off the bat, they're putting in the beta form and implementing you know the the 30 tier battle pass just so people have something to work for while they're tuning that system. And I think that's actually I think it's a decent idea. And all the stuff is Halo Reach themed. That's in it, that pass. It it is a good idea. And it should have been, like you said, implemented at the start. I don't understand why it wasn't in there. And getting XP based on how well you perform in the game, whether your team wins or loses, that's not hard to do. What they're really trying to test is to make sure people won't just fly through the battle pass. Yeah, I think it's it's fine tuning uh, so that you don't get on and complete the battle pass in three days when these these battle passes are optimally going to be three months long. Yeah, I mean... they're going to keep the challenge system, which is going to be another tier of XP, I'm assuming, unless they're going to go to like a single point system like MCC. Let's be honest. Reach had it perfect for the ch- like the challenge system. Every week you had some campaign stuff to do and you had some some multiplayer stuff to do, but it didn't break the flow of the game. I didn't feel like I was forced to use a weapon I didn't want to in multiplayer just to progress. And it, I didn't see, you know, teammates camping, doing certain things because they needed a back smack to get through the the challenges for the week to get that canteen on your hip or something, whatever the weekly thing is. Uh, or the you system didn't, needs to go. Or you didn't randomly need to get an objective game type or a Slayer game type in a random chance of games. It's like you play like 10 games and you won't get a Slayer game. Yeah. And not in any only of those that, 10 games, that's, that's an entire night of playing for, for most people. Yeah. Not only, and then you think about like this. We've had nights where, you know, it's Tuesday, it's reset day. We're back into Halo now. Like, I'm all into it, but I want to get my weekly weekly thing done. But the, one of the few, like, I've got two or three things that pop up that says, hey, you know, 5,000 points in Rumble Pit. Guess what? I have to leave the team now to go do that, or it's just going to you know, clog up my, my challenge deck. You don't want me to play without a team, and that's not Halo. Yeah, you should you should keep those those challenges general. Get so many kills, get so many assists, grenade kills. Everybody spawns with grenades. So... Along with the winter update, we're also getting two new maps. I believe they're both arena maps. So we got Argyle for, to start with. It's a forerunner art style map. It's a it's a larger 4v4 arena map. Two sniper spawns on the map. Didn't see a lot about it. Uh, Joseph Staten talked about it kind of looks like a remake of Epitaph, but he confirmed that it is not. And then we have Detachment, which is heavily influenced by Capture the Flag, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, it's UNSC styled and... The only other thing I know about it is there's an island where power weapons spawn that they're calling like Power Weapon Island or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not really all that interested in two new maps. They looked nice, sure, but I just can't wait for Forge to get here and to see the community-made maps. I'll be completely honest. And, you know, you say that, and I, I'm going to go against you here because the reason— I was excited for these two maps. I got unexcited. Once again, I haven't seen them yet. I'm just happy there's more maps in the game. But— they specifically said both these maps were built in the Forge suite, not in-house with the development stuff, which means, you know, Forgers could have done this. And oh, forgers, ab- absolutely. Real Forgers, I'll be honest, I, I think there are Forgers that are better than map designers for 343 out there. So Guaranteed. now I'm I'm worried what these maps are actually going to feel like or look like. Um, I just think I'm back kinda... to Halo 5 where everything kind of blended in. Oh, yeah, the, the Forge color palette was was. Definitely in need of some some updating back in those days. Uh, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised, though. I hope so. What else we got? Um, so we talked about the match XP beta. We went pretty in depth with that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat a dead horse on that one. There's a new game mode coming. Uh, I don't know how excited we get with new game modes. I mean, I know one of the big complaints for Halo Infinite was a it didn't have that many game modes. My problem with it is now they keep adding stuff but then they'll take it away just give us it all did you did you do you know anything about the two new game modes i saw one i only heard one new game is oh, i forget the second game game mode but they're they're not game modes that are new to halo they, they're, they're um, just for the winter update we have what is called it's called covert covert one flag oh um, okay so that's the one on... i have a problem with i, I think it it's sounds cool. like i have a problem i'm gonna okay i'm gonna explain it to you conquest you tell me I think it's kind of cool, but I'll tell you why I think it's going to fail at the same time. And it has nothing to do with the game mode. 
So it's a twist on one flag, which not really a fan of. I don't think any of us here are. Absolutely not. One of the worst game modes. So they said yeah, they if aim you want to waste thirty minutes field. of your life, play one flag. Yeah. So they said they went with a spies versus Merc feel, which I was like, I don't even know what that means. You're you're selling me <laughs> stuff. I don't know what you're trying to sell me. You know what I mean? Um, but it's asymmetrical loadouts for both teams. The attacking team starts with a loadout of pulse carbines, sidekicks, and they have unlimited active camo. That's the attacking team. The defending team has a loadout of commando rifles, energy swords, and unlimited threat sensors so they can see the invis people. It sounds like it could be dumb fun. The problem is Halo's not built on dumb fun anymore. They're, they're cramming the skill-based matchmaking down our throat. It's going to turn into sweat. Like, everything's sweat and, and infinite. So... Yeah. It'll be fun for one or two matches, and then it's going to not be fun. Just like Fiesta, just like every other, anything fun that we try to have in the game, it's like, okay, fun, fun, now we're going to beat you into the ground because you did decent for the yeah. rest of the week. Next yeah. week, maybe, we'll we'll loosen it up, and then... For a game it. or two. Yeah, and then you'll get one or two games of fun, and then we're going to beat you down again. Yeah, so my, my problem with it is... I think those loadouts are a little too uneven. I don't want to run up into a room with a sweat stack of four people crouching in corners with a sword who have threat sensors on all entrances. Okay? That just sounds like a bad time. You're going to have four people running at you. The only thing you have to defend yourself, let's be honest, the pulse carbine is not going to do it for you. You're going to be using the magnum. I mean, it does some work. Call it a magnum. It is the sidekick. <laughs> the the sidekick. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. So that that sidekick does some work, but I'm also interested. So you have unlimited camo as the attacking team. What does that do to the sword's lungeability and aim assist? I, I haven't I haven't really tested that. And oh, no. if they're in the threat sensor and you still see their outline, do you still get I, I aim assist so. even if they're invis? I don't know. I, 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 now that I'm looking at the stats of it now, I kind of see your point. Most people aren't going to... Really good players use the Pulse Carbine for what it's for with, you know, popping shields and then they switch real quick. I can't do it. I, I don't like the weapon. You have to... It feels like a useless weapon in the sandbox to me. And there are God, God-tier players with sidekicks that I, you know, that ain't me either. Give me a BR over the sidekick. Yeah, the Pulse so, Carbine is, is a very difficult weapon to use, I think. And it has to do with the bullet velocity on it. It just seems like it's it's too slow to hit any kind of mid to long range shot. But if you're close range, you're going up against a sword. Yeah, so and the I, sword is the attacking team gets the sword. Or the defending, defending team. The defending team. The defending team gets sword. The attacking team is only pulse carbines. Yeah, pulse carbines and sidekick. What is pulse carbine? It three trigger pulls and it'll kill. You hit me with one, and I'm within 20 feet. You're gonna get that second trigger pull, and you might hit me. Still, probably just gonna pop my shield, even though you're invis. I knew you were there because of the threat sensor, and it's instant kill. I mean, I just see it's gonna be a big problem. What they should have done, they should have had where, let's say the attack team, even the defending team, there's a certain like a a loadout for two of the players for each team at like two different loadouts per team, and it's random. So let's say we were all, we have four people. I died. Oh, I have the sword now uh, for defense. And another person does. And then two other people have just magnums, let's say. So it's not OP. There's only, it, and then if I die next time, I only have a, the magnum. And then you have the sword. I mean, something we may you know, be so, missing like here. Um, unlimited of one thing or the other sounds like it could be OP. But what we're not seeing is unlimited could mean you can stay active the whole time, or it could mean there's going to be a cooldown. It's just never going to go away. You're always going to have it. I'm assuming there's probably going to be a cooldown. Like the threat sensor, you're not just going to be able to keep spamming it. Your team's going to have to space it out so that you always have some different directions. Camo, you can't just start at your spawn, active camo it, and be all the way over there at the flag. You know what I mean? There's going to be cooldowns. has to be, right? I I still don't think it matters. The thing is, you got a ability for the attacking team. You have a power weapon for the defending team. So, it, yeah, you might get the jump once or twice, but once we're hunkered down on defense, 
and you have to go up into the flag on a map. One of us could just be hiding around the corner. One could be right there in the room with the flag. Once we know somebody's there, it's an instant kill with the sword. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be impossible. And you're talking about four people got that. And you usually have to. Usually the flag is up the stairs in like the main respawn, like spawn point for that team. So well, you have I'm to assuming... go into a narrow certain area. I'm assuming they've really been testing this, and this is all speculation. I'm assuming they've been testing this on that new detachment map since it's heavily influenced by Capture the Flag. And we don't know the layout of that, what it's going to look like. Um, I don't know. It could be interesting. Like I said, I'm all for weird game types. I mean, surely, well, I say surely at this point, I don't I don't know anymore. Surely they've play tested it to a point where it is fun and not just with these pro MLG people. It sounds like a fun game mode, but who knows? We're definitely um, going to give it a try. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm oh, we're going to have to because certainly there's going to be challenges for it. So wrapping up the winter update, we also have a December event called the Winter Contingency 2. Don't have any details on that. There's a January event titled Joint Fire. No details on that. And then some unspecified quality of life improvements, which I don't have any details on that either. How are we feeling about the winter update with Forge and the the campaign co-op and the free battle pass and the new maps and all that stuff? Overall vibe. I mean, it's fine. Forge coming out uh, should have came out with launch. Uh, I don't know how that ha- didn't happen. Yeah, it's cool. We get to get back into Forge, and it's more advanced now. You create your own map, even your own game mode. That's cool. Two maps coming out. That's all right. I mean, it's cool to have another map or two, but uh, it's not exciting. I mean, it's just maps coming out. That's expected. What we want, we want the more game modes, but we want the game modes that we like. Like, I understand bringing in a specific game mode, the one flag that we were just talking about, but I like individual rank playlist. That's what I want. Damon, thoughts? My thoughts are, you know, all of this stuff that we're talking about right now should have been included with the launch. Uh, Outside of that. That, 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 that's the biggest thing. But, okay, that is, but that is one of the nails here's in the, the coffin. We should have had we just gotta, all of that. We got to, okay. But that's what we've been talking about for a year. At face value, when you see the winner update, at at face is there value, anything there for you, or is it all just like, okay, yeah, this should have been been here, so I'm not interested. This should have been here, I'm not interested. Free thirty tier battle pass with reach items. This armor should have been in the game already. Two new maps. You don't. You already mentioned you don't care. They're taking steps to. It's baby steps. Move to a more traditional. XP system. Yes, it should have been there, but we're headed in the right direction. We are definitely uh, headed in the right direction. Sure. It's it's slower than all of us would like. And I'll tell you what, the battle pass rewards, some of them have been okay. My biggest thing with any of these armor cores and customizations, let me choose my armors and my logo's color. Like, don't make me get Find different colors. Just let they're, me choose my color. They're not going to do that. They've moved to the Destiny system where you have... And that's a way to monetize. It's a free game. That's how they... They have to find ways to monetize. I kind of understand it. Yes, it sucks. They are all about expressing it. yourself. Being able to express yourself through your Spartan. Let me choose my color. True. Uh, and we're going to go into some of this stuff later because they did set down with the live service lead and I'm going to get into that too. But just for overall September update, the winter update, November 8th through March 7th, the biggest takeaway for me. Yes. Right direction. I like that they're doing a free battle pass, you know, to kind of test the new XP system that everybody said should have been there to start with. You're giving us some events that, you know, they'll have one or two armor pieces that you'll use for a week and then you'll switch back to your Spartan that, most people have had quality of life improvements. I I hope those are good. Forge beta. I'm I'm excited about that just because of the stuff that I've seen on it. Like I said, it looks awesome. The, my biggest problem is November 8th to March 7th. Season 2 started on May 3rd, 2022. Now you're telling me March 7th before we get into Season 3. 
Yeah, it's almost a, a one-year-long season. That blows my mind. And that's I think, was the biggest disappointment is, what are we doing? Oh, absolutely. Um, this winter update is just a snack to, to yeah. tide us over until season three, which what? I got to say, I'm not, I'm not too optimistic for season three either. Well, speaking of season three, let's get into that. So season three, Echoes Within, runs from March 7th to June 27th. So a little bit more in line with what we expect of how long a season should run. Will they stick to those dates? I mean, who knows? I believe there's two two new maps. They're unnamed. One's an arena and one's a big team map. I think there's two. I could be mistaken. I believe there's two. Okay. A quote-unquote new weapon, the M392 Bandit. So let's talk about the M392 Bandit. It's a DMR. It's a DMR that they removed the scope, and they said they aimed to make the weapon much more effective at close range. You can still zoom with the smart link like you can the pistol, and I believe he said getting hit will not de-scope you. The DMR, or the bandit rifle, that's going to... This is a near and dear weapon to my heart. I was pro-DMR and hated the battle rifle, then I came, you know, back around on the battle rifle. Why remove the scope? It's a single-shot weapon, so you're giving the commando like a pretty pretty decent scope. That's the kind of scope that should have been on the DMR. What is What gap is this filling? So I don't think they're really trying to fill a gap. I, I think they don't. They don't want to compete with the Commando and the BR. It's it's not going to be that long-range weapon that we all want it to be, right? I don't think it's going to be... That's why they keep pushing that, you know, this, this isn't the DMR, right? I think it's going to try to take the place of the sidekick. You mean the Magnum? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that's my thing. Why are we renaming things... Because the Magnum, yes, if you look at the Halo CE Magnum, obviously nothing's going to hit that. But it's, you know, the Magnum has been in other games. It fills the same role now, but we renamed it the Sidekick. Why? Bandit Rifle? This is this was Conquest's favorite weapon in the entire sandbox. So I do want to hear his thoughts on, hey, we lopped the scope off. We want it better at close range. How do you feel about that, Conquest? Uh, well, I hate the name. First, uh, first off, I thought it was an LMG with M239, 329? M329, or M392. Yeah, sounds, sounds like an LMG, but, uh, oh, I absolutely hate it. Uh, no scope on a DMR, but you got the commando, which is fully automatic, uh, and I hate the commando. Um, I'm interested to see the lethality of the weapon. It's... Here, the, the simple fact is, it's a DMR. I'm going to use it. Like, I'm going to go for right. it almost every time, unless it's just terrible. But I just don't understand, once again, the mentality of taking a weapon that a lot of the community actually really likes and bringing it in, but, you know... But maiming it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't... So, here's the thing. It's, it's not going to beat the BR at range, and it's not going to beat the sidekick at close range and even mid-range that sidekick can get pretty nasty but so is the br where does this weapon fall in the sandbox especially if it's got bloom oh yeah if it's got bloom it's not even going to beat the ar the ar in infinite from mid-range i mean not actual mid-range but close close to mid-range to up close the ar is devastating yeah. Where where would you even use this? You know what I think it is? I think they changed the name because it's like, oh, it's our own thing. It's not the DMR, so people can't uh, complain about it. But, oh, we gave you the DMR, a uh, like watered-down version of it, so you can't complain that it's not in the game. And that, that comes right back around with what I think they're doing with this weapon. It's like, hey— this this is our DMR. You know, we created this because Bungie created the original, and they've kind of fell in line with the other ones. This one's ours. We gave you your DMR, so now you'll shut up about it. No, it, it's it's still not what I want. Like I'm happy you're you know you're doing it, but it you're, you're neutering the weapon. It's not the weapon. Yeah. It, also, it's they thought. Yeah, they thought uh, everybody was gonna fall in love with the commando. They're like, oh, a fully automatic DMR. Aren't you happy? And people didn't really like it because Bloom absolutely that's not how we played it. killed that weapon. 
now the weapon has come a long way since release i don't know what they've done to it it feels decent now i get some kills with it but it's not a dmr um, I, have, anyway. I have been mid-range with that weapon finger on the trigger all the way full auto reticle right in center mass and i'm still missing shots around the enemy it's a terrible weapon yeah yeah okay so after the bandit we have there's also a new equipment coming called the shroud screen so the shroud screen is uh, let me go into detail for it here it's gonna sound crazy you've never seen anything like this in a video game before it's a high-tech smoke screen in the shape of a bubble shield it doesn't block projectiles or grenades but players will not show up on the radar if they're firing so it looks like a bubble shield it's like a, a sphere it's a blue sphere that you know covers an area that you shoot it or drop it i'm not sure how it goes you know almost like a smoke grenade that's in every video game since modern warfare essentially yeah and it's almost an exact replica of the smoke screen from i believe it's valorant where it's it's like a full bubble instead yeah. of smoke now i assume they did that just kind of in the shape of a bubble because it's like the bubble shield you know once again that's like a halo pass thing they're kind of roping it in yeah, but it goes back to you don't change stuff that works and like staples of the game. You just don't change. And it's like bubble shield. Everybody knows it's bubble shield. Doesn't matter what it's called now. If it looks like a bubble shield, that's what every gamer is going to say. Oh, bubble shield. Nobody's going to say, oh, smoke, whatever. Well, now we have the drop shield. And I, you know, the drop shield, it does fill the role of a bubble shield decently and i like that you can you know break it down uh, the shroud screen here's the thing it's it's not exciting but i think it fits into the sandbox well and it, it, it'll have its uses it's just oh, not it, exciting it'll definitely have its uses i i mean i don't want to bring too much hate on it because i could i could see where it could be fun uh blocking doorways and stuff with it but eh, it's nothing new yeah yeah, yeah. i have no problem with it yeah it's like i said just not exciting so to go along with the the bandit and the shroud screen, we have another hundred tier battle pass with season three. Obviously, uh, we're getting a custom game browser. I don't think it's going to be the kind of custom game browser that we want. You hear custom game browser, you're, I'm thinking Reach, where there's like, hey, we're playing golf, we're playing, you know, right. haunted house, we're playing, you know, crazy game modes. I think this is just going to be, hey, I set up a four v four Slayer with my own rules you can join. I don't think it's going to be anything exciting, but you know, it's a step in that direction, but we got to have the tools. Once again, we'll see what Forge does. Hopefully, now if Forge does offer all that stuff, then the custom game game browser could be awesome. We don't know. Yeah, I I definitely <clears throat> I do not see them meeting the deadline for the custom game browser. I think that is something that they're going to push off. Uh, that's pretty bold of you to assume that they're actually going to launch season three on March seventh, right? And and here's the thing: that custom game browser is going to be critical for Forge. Uh, you're already releasing Forge before the custom game browser. Sure, that's that's fine, but you're doing it months before the custom game browser. And even then, I don't think that custom game browser is going to be ready, which does not lead to much hope for yeah. for infinite's custom games and forge if they nail it though that could be big time for the game that would add a lot of fun to the game because you you start getting into custom stuff you ain't gonna worry about skill-based matchmaking anymore you can actually jump into games and have fun so there was a part in that video and maybe i'll have to rewatch it but i'm pretty sure that they had mentioned skill-based matchmaking being able to be implemented in the custom game browser that is un believable okay no, let's I just believe it I, you no know, me too so let's just keep going down the checklist here because there's a lot of items with season three a lot of big exciting items the next one crazy in-game reporting for cheaters unbelievable oh wow yeah uh, only you know a year and a half after we we might be able to, and i'm sure it'll be broken um you can report people now i tried to do it the other day somebody that went like 40 and two in a swap match and everybody just stopped playing because he was cheating. I needed video evidence. I needed all kinds of stuff. It's a nightmare. You can't do it, especially if you're playing on Xbox. So 
in-game reporting is nice, but are they going to back that up? Are they going to ban people? Like, I don't, they have enough on their plate. Who's digging into the reports? You know what I mean? Yeah. On top well, of that, one, one employee could easily do it. I mean, how many reports could there be a day? 50 well, for the total population? What I don't want to happen are soft bans and things for people over-reporting the same account for them just doing well. Yeah. So, and, that, and then that that's going to happen all game. the time. Yeah. Uh, if a team gets whooped, well, it's not going to happen this way, Famine, because of skill-based matchmaking. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get whooped. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's a 50-50 Say that to our time. doubles <laughs> opponents. <laughs> um, so, okay. Moving on from the, the in-game reporting, new game modes. I say new with an eye roll. VIP and Escalation. They're staples. They're something... I'm happy to have more game modes. Once again, they'll get sweaty. Uh, I'm, it's just more content, which never a bad thing. Just doesn't excite me. We have a new Fracture event coming, a new narrative event coming for the multiplayer. I don't know. Is anyone excited about these? I skip them. I'm a Halo guy. I read the books. Uh, you know, I follow the lore. I'm skipping these narrative events. I don't care. I don't. You I don't watch them. I don't. Yeah. I could care less. So, we also have Forge beta updates, which I'm assuming is just going to be feedback. Once again, they're still calling it a beta in Season 3 into June June 27th area. Still saying uh, it's I mean, a at Forge this point, beta. They might as well just call Halo Infinite a beta still. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I mean, look how long it took to get Master Chief Collection to where it is. And it blows... And we'll get into this later. I'm not going to get into it now because I do have some Master Chief Collection stuff to talk about. And then they just have, you know, some various quality of life improvements that they mentioned, which with any update, those should always be there. In fact, patches and stuff like that should always include those every few weeks, as far as I'm concerned. So I believe that is all of Season 3's news that we have right now. General thoughts on Season 3? I'm definitely looking forward to Season 3 more than this winter update. But man, it's like half a year away. Yeah, the this uh, little winter update is filler. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to get my hands on the bandit. I'm um, excited to see. I'm not excited to see the shroud screen, but I think, like I said, I think it's going to fit into the to the sandbox well. I'm excited to see if they're going to be able to do the custom game browser, like I hope they are. I'll play some VIP and escalation. More maps is never a bad thing unless they're just garbage and they're you just keep getting them. That's going to be frustrating. New events, it's something to play. It's going to, I think, the big thing is how's that bandit going to feel and how's that custom game browser and Forge Health at this point by Season 3. Those are the big takeaways I think that they need to make sure they nail. Yeah, for for the sake of the life of Halo Infinite, I hope Forge and the custom game browser are amazing. And get the cheaters out of there. Okay, so now we're going to get a little more in-depth with the video update and some takeaways I had from that. They talked to, I believe his name was Sean Barron. He's been with the franchise for 10 years. He's now the head of the live service for Halo Infinite, which is a big and probably terrifying job with the way this thing is going. He's on screen. I'm thinking, okay, he's going to step up and say, hey, we screwed up here. We're going to handle business, and this is how we're going to do it, right? He said he handles everything outside of the maps, the modes, the gameplay items like weapons and equipment. Everything outside of that is him. Which is a lot. Yeah. Well, he's not doing it all. He's just overseeing it. Yeah, but that is is a lot. Everything except the maps, modes, and weapons. And that's... Yeah. That's Well, surely he's not dealing with anything campaign-wise. So he's just got the multiplayer, essentially what... The UI, the experience systems, that's the store. (laughs) True. There's a lot of stuff. There's there's a a lot of moving pieces there. Let's get into his pillars that he talked about here. Um, They were kind of alarming to me, and I was hoping, like I said, that he was going to reassure me. And instead, he terrified me. So the first pillar that he said he's designing is infinitely rewarding gameplay. And then he said, you got to have good match XP... He's going to improve events. 
He talked about a career rank, which sounded like reach, which I'm like, okay, that's sweet. He talked about ranked play rewards, which kind of scares me. So if you're, you have to get to Onyx or 1800 Onyx to get a certain helmet or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's cool. But with the population we have right now and the state of rank, that is a tiny, tiny portion of the community and you're going to lock the coolest stuff to like not even the 1%, like almost less than 1% it feels like. Did did he actually say that? Because uh, I ranked don't... ranked rewards. Ranked rewards. I mean, they definitely need an incentive to, to start getting people to play ranked more. And honestly, you know what the incentive is? There's just as much skill-based matchmaking in social than there is in ranked. You might as well play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's one well, problem, that's not though. true. Yeah, the, yeah, the one problem. Go ahead and say it, Conquest. Well, here's the problem with what I think with the ranked reward. Let's say there's a reward for doing a specific thing in the game mode. But, of course, if I have, like, ten more of that that I need to get to get the reward, it's not individual rank modes. They're all jumbled up. That's what it, what my problem is. Like, say it's... Capture the flag. Capture the flag. And, yeah, and, and, you, need, and, and you need... Ten more oddball kills. Yeah. Right. I and hope never get it. I hope they have seen their error in their ways already with those kinds of challenges, and it'll be just straight incentive to play ranked matches. I doubt it. You were thinking war is the problem? Or the, the, something else? Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Is, you know, ranked rewards, and you're the main problem with ranked. It's all the above. Like, yes, it is just as sweaty and ranked as it is in social. In fact, I've had more sweaty matches in social than ranked because people that want to just slay out are going to just jump in Slayer, which you can't do in ranked. It's a, We played 10 matches the other night, didn't get a single Slayer. It's mind-blowing. Most of them were the new King of the Hill game type. Yeah, which one's again? Happy that it's in there, but put it in a playlist where I don't have to play it if I don't want to. I mean, this is basic stuff that went all the way back to Halo 3. Let players play what they want to play. And you can preach population all you want. If I want to play Slayer, I'll wait a minute and a half to get into a game. I don't care. Let that be my decision. Yeah, they just need they need to implement a matchmaking system like MCC. Yeah. MCC uh, does it better. MCC is like almost perfect now. Like, yes, seven years after the fact. But, you know, you think you would have used that as a, a stepping stone and learned from it. And they've learned nothing. So the final thing under infinitely rewarding is seasonal career challenges. Once again, career challenges sounds like reach. Love uh, it. I like it. I also kind of hate it if there's going to be, like, armor tied to it, and then they're going to get back into these Spartan factions stuff where, like, you have to have 300 people doing one thing to get the Achilles armor stuff. Like, yeah, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, okay, now I just have to join with a bunch of random people. Nobody has 200 friends, right? You're just joining to join. It's not what you think it is. Seasonal, every game has seasonal at this point if it's a live service game. That's par for the course to me. Second pillar, personal and welcoming. This is... Kind of a double-edged sword here with the welcoming, as far as I'm concerned, especially with the way skill-based matchmaking is. So he said he wants significantly more distinctive and varied customization options. And he did say he mentioned they'll never abandon the canonical Halo look, but... And then once again, anytime somebody says the word but, anything before that was BS. So they'll never abandon the canonical Halo look, but keep in mind that they need to be able to support other personal preferences of people hey, who like that stuff. Meaning, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to some more cat ears in Halo. <laughs> you know what? Those were fine. But what's not, what's not quote unquote canonical Halo look is look at what MCC has done, especially some of the stuff we're going to talk about later. It's, yeah. it's chaos in there now, oh, right? We're, we're, we're going to get... We're we're going to get some Gundams. That's we're what gonna, I was going to say. You're going to get Gundams. You're going to get like weird stuff. We're going to get Doom. You know? Yeah. It's, you know what? Doom's a property. I don't hate that. Like it, that looks more canonical for Halo than some of it the actually, stuff they're putting in does. MCC. So the fact that he's saying they'll never abandon the Halo canonical Halo look, but they've done it for MCC. And he said the word, but, and then made that comment. Obviously infinite is going to abandon. And here's the thing. They own Halo. Anything they say is canonical at this point is canonical. Yeah. Like this is, if that's their property, anything they want is quote unquote Halo. So he can say that all day and just, he's got the backup. It's um, almost uh, a, not a play on words, but it's like, oh, we're not going to abandon, you know, we're not going to abandon it, but it'll always be there for yep, the, it'll the, always be uh, there. that look, that skins will always be there for those people, but we're also having these. And yeah. you know, it's what it's going to turn into still. Exactly oh, it's right. still available. 
but have these as well. That look. I just, like. I just don't <laughs> want to turn the corner and have a ghost face Spartan staring at me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't want Leatherface yeah. running after you with a sword. <laughs> that, that, tri- that trickster chief. <laughs> and maybe it might be a thing where they do like MCC did, where you can turn off the crazy stuff. So if you want just Halo Mark V armor or something in your multiplayer suite, you can click it, get rid of the customization that people have, and just see old school chiefs running around. MCC does it. I'm sh- I would say I'm shocked that it's not in this, but that'd be a lie. I don't want to lie. Will um, their network even handle that at this point? Doubtful. So... They also said more intuitive and personal playlist options, uh, UI, UX improvements. Um, He mentioned MCC did it great. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, well, that's your company. Why didn't you learn from that experience? He said more improved player onboarding and player safety reporting. I don't really know what that stuff means. It sounds like developer jargon to me. But then he also mentioned he wants avenues for showing off experience and skills and customization. And I think that just harkens back to ranked rewards, career rank, and then seasonal career challenges. Just saying, hey, I was here for this event, or hey, I get 1,800 in Onyx, or I was a champion, top 200 player. I unlocked this kind of, you know, the Achilles armor. Or hey, I paid 40 bucks and got it. Yeah, but it's a slightly different color than the people that earned it by getting their famine. It's different. <laughs> it is different. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to get into what I think is going to be the most rant-worthy section. It's his third pillar that he talked about, and I'm going to do I'm going to do a little bit of a rant, but I'm really just going to break it down and we'll go from there. So, pillar 3, competitive and fairness. He stated, quote unquote, we're a very competitive game. That's our DNA. That's who we are. Go all the way back to the very first Halo multiplayer, and it's highly competitive. So, yes, to a degree. However, and this was, you know, I saw this on an Actman video. That's where I got the quote from. So Hardy LaBelle was the co-creator of Halo. And he went on record stating, I wanted to make a party game with shooter mechanics because I knew that if we put that out there, people could sit down on the couch and play together. Or they could connect Xboxes across a LAN and just create an incredibly powerful viral effect of people enjoying the game. So for me, I wanted it to be as simple as possible, as accessible as possible, and I wanted it to be as fun as possible and as balanced as possible. So right there, that tells me there is a disconnect with what Halo is to the new lead of 343's live service and the very foundation and the vision that the original Halo had. I think, yes, Halo is competitive, but it's competitive because it was balanced and because people made it competitive because it was fun. You can make anything competitive, for goodness sake. You don't have to beat people over the head with it, and I feel like that's what they've done. That's what they've done since 5, and I feel like that's just the direction they're pushing. Like, they they just see it as, like, this overly competitive, they don't want the fun people anymore, competitive, competitive, competitive. I agree. It does seem like, like that, and I think they have have lost sight of you know it feels like they're making the game according to what the top one percent wants and not the majority of halo fans as long as you make a game that is fun and like you said fun balanced it will be competitive here's my thing yes so you can preach all day you know most people have most people that started with halo have left halo so the only people playing are still those they're like super competitive they're good at the game they just want these things here's the thing if it was fun and it wasn't actively pushing people away where you have to sweat every single game it wouldn't push people away. Maybe we wouldn't have 10,000 people playing a week. Maybe we'd have what we used to have. I mean, yeah, there's it's a bigger market now. But if the game's fun, I mean, Halo launched at a time when it was ripe for, for picking. It could have owned the world. And it's not because it didn't have a BR. Yes, that would have helped. If it was fun, it wouldn't have pushed the players away. Thoughts on this before I go into the additional points on this. Conquest? I don't like it. We'll come back. Okay, well, so we'll circle back to that in a second while you gather your thoughts. I'm going to hit the other things he mentioned under the competitive and fair. They're pretty standard. So gameplay performance, service, and lag issues. He wants to knock those out. He wants additional ranked options and matchmaking improvements. Server and input-based matchmaking options, once again, that should have been there, but the fact that they recognize that some people don't want to play against people that aren't playing on controller or yada yada. I, I feel as though, well, no, because mouse and keyboard players will complain about aim assist with controller players. So letting us section each other off if we want to, I think is a good thing. Absolutely. And he mentioned anti-cheat improvements, which that needs to be an ever-evolving thing. And that's the end of competitive and fair. So how do we feel 
Conquest, have you circled back on your thoughts on... Uh, yeah. Yes, Halo has always been a competitive game, but, uh, what is competitive? Let's just say me, us three, and my brother wants to play, okay? We got a team of four. My brother's never played before. What are you doing on the other team to counter that? It's not that, how many games are we in where there'll be the three of us, or we'll have a team of four, and we have to go against three Onyxes? And yeah, we can compete with two, but... It still just throws, oh, th since we have one player that's Onyx, well, they couldn't find another player that was just w with one Onyx, so we'll throw three Onyxes against you or something. It's not a pro game where, oh, all these pl players qualified and they're playing for money in the tournament. There's different skill levels, so with different skill levels, you would have to put the exact skill level. Even with the exact skill levels, those players are, players are different. It's really hard to, every game, make it even and make it fair. Yeah. Once again, it needs to be looser. Like you mentioned, not everybody's going to be the same skill level, even on the same team. We could be the same rank. We could be 1550 Onyx. We all three could be, but we all have our pros and cons. Yeah, different play styles reward different things. If I'm somebody, I know you and I are two that will rush in and pop shields. We're gonna, we're probably going to die because we're going against three or four of them that are stacked up, right? We go in, we pop shields, we both die, but then Famine comes in with Nade and some well-placed shots and a sniper, and he can Janitor. <laughs> yeah, janitor. He can come in, clean up all those. I'm getting... 100, maybe 50 points. You're getting 100, maybe 50 points. For the assists, Famine now has 400 points for those kills. He yeah. skyrockets. Hey, it's a team game, we baby. Don't. Woo! It is a team game. Unless you're in ranked, because the, as long as... In ranked, yeah. It doesn't now matter you're if you win. It doesn't matter if you win. Yeah, let's say we win, and all of us go 12 and 10, or 13. Some of us go 13 and 10, some of us go 12 and 10. It doesn't matter if somebody on the other team, they lost, but the other somebody on the other team had 30, 30 kills, they're still going to be rated higher than us, even though they lost. But it's in Halo, always been a competitive, fair game. It's always been a team game, yeah. and it used which, to be about that. Which is why I liked the 1 through 5. 50, your team wins, you're going up. Your team loses, you're going down. They're so afraid of people like a less than good player hitting 50 because they have two or three really good teammates and they're tagging along. And if you can carry them to a 50, like what does that do to you? Why Why do you despise that? That's what I don't understand. It's like, okay, so somebody who probably only plays at like a 35 hit 50 because he has three 50s on his team. They carried him there. What do you lose? Oh no, somebody hit 50 in your game that didn't, didn't deserve that. What? What, what does it matter? Like, give it to them. Who cares? It's a video game. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. They're not going, that person is not, if they know they're the worst person on the team, they're not going to go sign up. And if they do go sign up for some kind of HCS thing, they're going to get dogged on. They're going to get dogged on by a team that has 350s. So it's hurting nobody. I don't understand the logic of the current ranking system. That's not me just being nostalgic for the one through 50. I just don't understand what we're doing with it. I think there's there's some things to be said for this, for this new system. So the one through 50, was really not great for solo queue players. And this ranking system kind of flips the script. It's great for solo queue players, not great for teams. I agree. But there is a solo duo queue. So I see the issue. Yeah. But I just feel, I I think, feel like I... I think maybe unanimously, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm this disconnected. Maybe I'm an old man. I don't think so. I think the community would rather have the one through 50. They did it in MCC once again. So I don't know. I think we're in the minority here. And honestly, I think it's because we have three or four of us that play Halo. So we always have that team ready to go. For those solo queue players, absolutely hate the one, the one to 50 because you're completely reliant on your teammates that you have very little communication with. True. I don't I, I mean I've... I'm fine with it being a 1 to 50. I don't care how how it looks whether it's Onyx with a specific number 1500, 1630 or if it's rank 35 or rank 50. The only issue I have with it is, is it, can we get 50% of the rank is wins and losses, 50% rank is kills and deaths, or can we at least get like a 60-40? It feels like I will do whatever it takes for my team to win, regardless if, if, I, if people are camping and I have to go in there in this kamikaze style that I play with to draw them out, uh, get them out of a specific spot. I sacrifice my KD to get the win, and people on the other team that had a better KD but lost get a better ranking than me because it's like it feels like it's 70 30 70 percent of your rank is based on your individual performance and 30 percent is the thing when it's it's a team game you might as well not even have it might as well just be oh it's 4v4 but it's just a time limit how many kills and deaths can you get not yeah, an actual, I mean, it cuts a, off a 50, better you know? a better explanation i think for that would be objective game types you're playing objective all game and you got two people slaying out on your team they're going up 
way more than you play an objective, even though you are coming in clutch for your team running that flag. Yeah, I would say I could die 20 times slowly pushing the flag back to our thing. I'm getting penalized for the death. And when I score the flag, what? I'm getting 100 points, 150 points. I don't know how much it is. That's one kill. Like, what's my incentive to do that? What's my incentive to grab the oddball? That's me not shooting somebody, therefore not getting 100 points per kill. I'm holding something. Yeah, I can drop and shoot when you get to the really, really high tiers. That's what people do. But I don't want to have to do that. It's seconds that I have to drop that ball, shoot a little bit, just to make sure you guys can, most of the time I'm dropping it and you guys were already shooting. So I'm just warming them up and you guys will clear, like clear the kill. And then I have to grab the ball again. And it's, I'm just sitting there holding it. Like it doesn't incentivize, like I understand what you're saying. Like, yes, it's better for solo people, but it would only be better for solo people in like a Slayer thing because, you know, nobody's focusing objectives in, in ranked objective modes because yeah. they're just like, worrying about kill. Yeah, I play like in Capture the Flag. Every time I play Capture the Flag and I'm with you guys or a team in rank or just in general, I play defense. So I only encounter, what, 10 enemy Spartan, what, 10 times, 12 times a game total? I could go 8-4, let's say. 10 minutes, that's... I was standing around the flag, not camping, but I'm in my general area in the back. Like at the, where the market. Yeah. I'm somebody's zone defense. It. They have to make it past you guys in the middle and the people that are rushing. But yeah. I get and docked for that. It's just another situation of at its core, the ranking system currently doesn't reward the normal flow of the game, much like the challenge system. It's just not tuned right. If they're going to keep it the way it is, I'm fine with it. Just tune it right. I mean, we're getting a little off topic, but it's oh, we our can, podcast. We can, <laughs> we can talk all day about skill based matchmaking. I'm trying yeah, to I'm okay. trying to keep it very tame right now. Because yeah. I could I could uh, do a I whole agree. thing on well, true skill too we can have a specific yeah yeah we can. well and we'll we'll talk about true skill in the future we'll talk about mouse keyboard versus controller because i know that's a hot topic especially with you Fiend. is it oh yeah um, We'll get into that. Hot topic. It's, we're just going through the news. So, so you got one more pillar Sean talked about here. Stable and qu- high quality. Stability and performance improvements is what he wants to bring to the game. He mentioned UI and UX improvements again. And customization experience upgrades. It's getting redundant. That's what he said. And that was all the Halo Infinite news. Joseph Staten talked a little bit about the map. He did a little bit of a, like a... It was more like he looked at a picture and then, you know, ran through some of the stuff we talked about earlier. Nothing there left me optimistic, if I'm honest. At least it's something. Like I said, I've been playing it since launch. I haven't, I get on and get at least at minimal, get my rewards every week. You know, you guys dropped off. You recently came back. Based on that, that's all the Halo Infinite news. How did you feel overall about the winter update, the new, you know, lead of the live service and the pillars they're going through and season three coming overall? Positive? Negative? Don't care. It's all right. I'm looking forward to getting in Forge and seeing how that is since it's a proof system and see what we can come up with. And the uh, custom search that we got going on. You know what? Actually, the most exciting thing for me is the uh, rear rank, but it doesn't it have to go off experience, which we'll, yeah, get, we'll get into that about the experience. Yeah, I think we're going to be waiting. If I'm honest with you, I think we're waiting at least a year or two before that gets dropped. Is it going to do the previous experience? How's that? Were we just going to start from all his recruits? Don't know. Three years into the game? No clue. Yeah, probably. I'm definitely looking forward to Forge. Looking forward to a custom game browser. Mac to XP. Great step. I'm waiting for the fixes to desync. Yeah, and they're bad. Until some of those desync problems are worked out, Halo Infinite will not be a competitive game. Even even in HCS, when you're seeing desync with rocket kills, there's an issue. There's some high dollar values attached to that trigger pull. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're running a little long, so let's briefly hit on the Halo MCC August update really fast. And then I think we call it. I'm good. Yep. So the MCC August update, we got five new Spartan armor sets for Halo 2 Anniversary. And those are Breach, Trooper, Megaframe, Panzer Doll, and Bioroid. Bioroid looks like an insect. I believe Panzer Doll was the Gundam. Breach didn't look crazy to me. It just looked like it had like a blast shield over the visor. Other, I think Megaframe is the one that is like, it almost looks like brute armor with the halo emblem as like a, a headdress. Trooper, I can't remember. If I'm, I don't have it in front of me right now. I do not remember it. They look okay. They don't look like they fit into the game well, but it's MCC. Not a big deal. I'll grab them. Would I pay for them? No, but I have plenty of points. I believe they're going into the exchange, so I have plenty of points to get them. I think each piece is probably two or three points per thing. Do you guys have any interest to go back to MCC for these armors? Not for those armors. No, no way. The only reason I would go back to MCC is when Halo Infinite inevitably fails. Okay. 
Um, so they added the Golden Moa campaign collectibles in Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach. Those were something they added. They're kind of cool. Honestly, they're for a challenge every week, just for another point. I did a lot of them every week. They're just a challenge thing. Acrophobia and Bandana Skulls are being added to Halo Reach. These are actually cool. The Acrophobia Skull is probably one of the coolest skulls they've ever added, and it was a 343 invention, if I'm not mistaken. It's, you essentially fly. You can fly through the levels. It's super fun, and the Bandana Skull is... You know, it's a Metal Gear Solid reference that is infinite ammo. Cool. Cool that they're coming to reach. I don't know really who was, you know, hankering for them, but, you know, it's good they're in there. There is main menu and background video customizations now. I, I played with some of that earlier this week when it dropped. It's just essentially changing the, the screenshots of what plays in the, each menu, each individual menu. So if you want a, a Halo Reach picture when you select Halo 2's campaign, you can do that. Don't know why you would do it, but you can do it. They're adding new Forge options in Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo 2 Anniversary. There's object duplication, delete all, location name markers. So location name markers, I think that's super cool. It's one of the things that was in reach for callouts on the on the minimap. Yeah. So now they're adding that into the forge so you can actually add your own name markers for your forge maps. That's awesome. I think it's cool. Like it's super helpful for callouts. And they added the hold the bake lightning or bake lighting and more. Um that's that's forge stuff. I don't really dig too much into that stuff. There was a career menu, UI overhaul. They changed essentially seasons are no longer called seasons. Instead of seasons, it's just like the tiers. Essentially, they're different battle passes. They added post-match poses. I'm not sure. I haven't checked any of that out yet. Unified subtitle improvements. Live playlist hopper data refresh at weekly reset. Oh, the seasons are now changed to series. Not a huge change. I don't even know if they needed to do that, but you do you. And some bug fixes. So honestly, that's all that was in there. There's some cool stuff. They didn't confirm or deny whether they're going to do the microtransactions. I think people kind of had an uproar about it, but I don't really know why. If the microtransactions are just for like MCC points, so I don't have to do the challenges every week. If I don't feel like playing your game because I'm also trying to work through my reach or my infinite challenges. I don't know why people would have a problem with it. You don't have to spend it. You can still do your challenges. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's just, I think microtransactions for MCC is a slippery slope. I'd rather it not be in the game, but we'll see. I don't want to pay for armors. Don't give me armors that I I have to buy. But if you want to let me buy the points, if I don't want to do the challenges, I'm fine with that. But you're right. It's a slippery slope. So now I don't trust it. Conquest thoughts? I'm fine with it. Uh, let's. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I have no problem with that. I understand, though. You let it in, and then it's everything. It's going to be a money me, grab. You have to leave the door open, and then it's drug. just going to evolve. Yeah, it's going to get, you let a little bit, and then they're like, oh, they're okay with it. And then... Milk them. Yeah, eventually it's going to be, it's going to turn into whatever it's going to turn into. I mean, realistically, who's spending a bunch of money on a, a seven-year-old game? Almost eight-year-old game. But I'm sure some I people would. Pl- plenty of people. People still spend money on Siege. And, uh, yeah. Hey, I, mean, I mean, it's it's got a bigger population it. than Infinite right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I wonder if they're, I'm sure they won't. But at this point, I don't know why they won't, especially if they're going to continue you down this MCC road, which I think they should. That is Halo, especially those Halos are pillar of Xbox, right? Keep them on there. If you're going to keep a development team on MCC, why not? If you want to keep Infinite separate, that's fine. That's your current one. You want it in its own, you know, playground. Add Halo 5. Just go ahead. Start making it is the Master Chief Collection. Halo 5 story sucked, yes. The multiplayer was okay if you like the thruster and all, you know, the other jazz they added. But at this point, that is the only game where it's like, okay, now I have to have three games installed on my system if I want to complete the whole Halo saga. Not including Wars, obviously. Just add it. Just do it. Come on. But that's just my personal thought. That's all the news. It was a long one. It was, like I said, it was a lot of news this week. We didn't get into a lot of personal stuff other than, you know, ranting about some of the matchmaking stuff. You guys have anything you wanted to say before, you know, we sign off? Not particularly. (laughs) Stay salty, Spartans. No. (laughs) I hope you cut that. (laughs) We just lost, we just lost every listener. We lost all three listeners. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I don't have any. I don't also, have any. Oh, and another thing I'll, I'll mention about the experience. Uh, they're working on the experience system, and they don't know. Well, newsflash: every game ever that's a shooter has had experience per game. You, you play a game, you get a baseline experience, plus you get which it might be 500 experience, let's say, and you got uh 25 experience per kill you got. And if you did something special in that, you got experience. You got experience per per medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal. I don't understand what they're trying. What's the holdup? I what's, think the, what's the issue. Problem? They said reach. Reach was perfect. I thought reach was perfect. I understand people, but reach. 
Reach was basically the same as everything else. It just had armor involved with it, where you can specifically issue, get stuff. The issue we're dealing with now is even if they wanted to go to that, I don't think the foundation, like they built this slip space engine and they did all this stuff. So they're like, oh, we can change stuff on the fly. I think it was a pipe dream. I think it is a nightmare to add anything. As you saw, they couldn't even add a Slayer like category. Like they couldn't even add the most basic things into the UI to be able to make a Slayer playlist for matchmaking. I think it is a nightmare. So implementing something that is a sweeping change like that to everybody's careers, think about how much harder that has to be than adding a basic UI thing for Team Slayer. That's what we're dealing with on top of the logistics. Yeah. I think if you have a gaming company that has Halo as their baby, like the Varsity Gaming Company, and then they let the JV team take over and try to create new ideas and create it, and then they now they're finding out, well, they found out in Halo 5, but they're finding out now definitely, like, we can't do what Bungie could do. It's just, like, it's unbelievable that Microsoft let this happen. Yeah. So to wrap up the podcast, so we're going to aim for 30 minutes to an hour per episode. Moving forward, depends on the amount of news. There was a lot to cover this week. And... We're going to try to end each episode with a poll of the week. And this week it is, what do you call it? It's Tactical Slayer, or to me, it will always be SWAT. And with that, that is the end of the episode. Next week, we'll get into more news as it occurs and talk about the overall reaction of the Halo community from this week's news. What was the outcome of Halo's Judgment Day? Only time will tell. Thanks for hanging out. Be sure to chime in on our poll. It will be posted on Twitter and Halo Waypoint and pass along any thoughts you have on this week's news. In the meantime, this has been the Master Brief Podcast. We'll see you next week.